Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm Jim Dandy. Wonderful. <laughs> Jim Dandy. I am sad. Oh, no. And, and I might, I don't know if Are I you tear up. I, I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> and I. Get it together. Very... We got a podcast to record. What's <gasps> up? Man up. I didn't get the job. No. As secretary of all things funky. They didn't give it to Vanilla Ice, did they? Please don't tell me they gave it to Vanilla Ice. Freaking Vanilla Ice. Won Man. I told you being crap. able to rock a mic like a vandal made the difference. <laughs> Where do we need to send our protest letters? Where do we need to ass- assemble with our signs? Please tell um, me. <laughs> Whitehouse.com. And... Okay. <laughs> And I can tell you, he will never look as good in body glitter as I would. So take that. I don't that. think a truer thing has ever been said. But on the other hand, I've Uh-oh. decided to regroup. I'm the going to. Sun will come out <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dye my hair red and get a perm. And no, I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to take a little vacation because. Okay. Um, I, I stepped outside Josh Palmer and Associates for this job. So sorry, Josh. Um, I am going to spend a couple of weeks in Japan okay. as a people pusher. What, what does a people pusher do? Push. People? It's so important to get the population of Japanese people onto the trains to get them to work. Uh-huh. That they have people who literally stand and push the masses onto the trains. Are there tools that we use to do this other than our voice or do we have our like a bro- a, bro- a broomstick or something, a long broomstick that we push? I'm going with my bare hands okay. and maybe a cattle prod if it comes to it. Wow. So I'm going to, I don't speak Japanese, only Sanskrit. Um, so it's going to be an interesting few weeks. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see I don't how see how that's going to improve Jap- Japanese U.S. relations. <laughs> I don't either, but a girl's got to make a living. It's got to. You got to. Yeah. Hmm. So that's where we are today. All right. Well, that's where we are. Well, you always need your side hustle. So, well, a girl's got to pay for that body glitter. So I know. No, we got it. We got inflation and everything happening. Inflation. So you got to. A billion dollar man. We've got any, inflation. Any, uh, anything helps. So, uh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. um, Janet's got to get a plane ticket. And uh, uh-huh. make sure her passport is up to date. Yes. And shop for cattle prods. <laughs> Perhaps I mean, she just... can send back. You can send back that case of body glitter, <laughs> and maybe exchange. Amazon will take anything back. Maybe exchange you know they it really will. Prod. Yeah. So, so that's an avenue there. But there uh, welcome, welcome again to another wonderful episode of the Internet's Best Podcast. <laughs> um, should I watch that where we review movies and TV shows for you? And I'm Janet. No, I'm not. I'm not Janet. <laughs> I'm not Janet. That's you're, Janet. I'm you're so a excited. Than I used to be. <laughs> it's it's folks. It's a little warm where I'm podcasting, and I think it's. I think my brain's starting to cook. Um, Have you slept lately? That could so be part of uh, yeah, I watched. I watched a movie on Netflix, and I went right out. Um, uh, no, I'm Sean. And my brain's not cooked that much just yet, but after about an hour, it might be. Uh, and over there, over there is the illustrious cattle prod pushing cattle Janet. Wielding <laughs> cattle prod wielding. glitter wearing Janet. I'm um, Janet. What's up? And uh, our email address is so should I watch that two one at gmail.com. Please keep emailing us your 
thoughts and suggestions and anything else fun that you might want to, or just want to talk to us, send us an email. Uh-huh. That'd be great. Um, uh-huh. It's fun. We love the engagement. Cause we're fun. We're fun and Always. we have fun. That's the whole reason we're doing this is yes. because it's fun and we love movies and yes. we love movies. And I'm, I'm excited about this podcast again, because once again, we're reviewing movies that are in theaters, back in the theaters. Um, and that excites me because my favorite thing in the world to do is go see a movie at a movie theater. And I'm just, I'm so glad yes. that we're getting to the point where we can do this kind of stuff. So hallelujah to hallelujah. the church that wanted to- I don't yeah, know, I last time. You know what I mean. <laughs> Hallelujah, exactly. brother Sean. Preach. We uh, we uh, are just. I'm loving the fact that I can go see movies now. That being said, uh, I, the movies that we're going to view are in theaters, but because of streaming services that I had, I was able to watch them without having to go to the theater. <laughs> so I know a little bit of a hypocrite, but uh, <laughs> hey. Um, if I've already paid the money for the service, sorry, uh, I got a exactly. family. You know, I'm not going to drop the 20 just to see it. So you can't double pay. No. Um, movies we're going to review two of them. What's the first one we're going to do? The first one is wrath of man. Uh, of still man. in theaters, as you mentioned, yes. directed by yet another illustrious person, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, uh, which it should, let's go to directed and wrote the gentleman. Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, directed Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, uh, just an all-around, in my opinion, brilliant writer and director. Wasn't he uh, with Madonna there for a while? Yes, he was, and he actually directed and I think produced some documentaries about mm-hmm. the Madonna. Um, and this film, interesting interestingly is an English language remake of the French thriller cash truck from 2004. I didn't huh. know that when I saw it. So let's not forget that guy Ritchie also directed Aladdin with uh, Will Smith. <laughs> I know how you I'm feel sp- about that movie. Sp- Hello. Is this thing working? <laughs> Hello. I'm that sorry. Hello. Aladdin. Hello. Aladdin. <laughs> with blue Will Smith. Um, yes. Anyway. Oh, let's take let's take a point off that illustrious and move on to the next. One. So oh, it wasn't horrible. It yes, wasn't it was. that horrible. Oh, yes, okay, whatever. Okay, who who is our movie star? John. Well, Jason Statham, action mm-hmm. action a lister. I would say at this point. Yeah, he's he's uh, he, he's he's reliable. Been in some good stuff. I think one of my favorite my favorite Jason Statham movie is actually. Uh, Homefront with, uh, um, oh, who's the guy that doesn't get any work anymore because he was a jerk to women? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's you got to be more specific. Be more specific. <laughs> um, he's Seth Rogen's good friend. What's his name? Franco, James Franco. Oh, really? He wasn't nice to women. Yeah, James. <laughs> James. Oh, yeah. He's he's. They've got. He's got oh. being jerks and Winona Ryder was in it. Clancy Brown was in it. Kate Bosworth. Uh, he plays a, you know, I mean, again, typical action plot. He plays a guy that just wants to be left alone down there in the bayous of Louisiana, but gosh, <laughs> darn it. The drug dealers got to won't just won't leave him alone. So, <sighs> oh. 
Yeah. And, and actually, uh, uh, a Jason Statham movie that I, I keep forgetting he's in, but uh-huh. was, was Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, my gosh. Spy and 2 he was good. is in the works. Yes, he oh, was. Oh, really? Oh, yes. 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 Okay. I saw that on the IMDb today. Awesome. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that one. Um, and you it, again, if none of that still rings a bell for you, um, the 400 Fast and Furious movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed him in Hobbs and Shaw with, yeah. <laughs> with The Rock. Uh, they yeah, had a very, very good chemistry. He's into a few of them. How many are we at now? I don't even know. Nine? <laughs> the ninth one is coming out in a few weeks. Okay. Yes. He, he, so he's peppered into a few of them. Please don't ask me which one he's in, but I think uh, well, he's in two uh, or three f- or four of them. Interesting that you ask. Uh, the Fate of the Furious, Furious 7, Fast and Furious 6, at least. Okay. Um, the transporter franchise, if you will. Yeah, that's where he sort of um, made his made his yeah, uh, name, I, right? And I really uh, a great, great movie that I enjoyed is the Italian Job. Yeah, with Marky Mark. Good. Yes, um, and Charlie's Throne. Uh, mm-hmm. But he he plays a character named Handsome Rob in the Italian Job, which I just I think that's so funny that that's his name. Yeah. Do you know um, an interesting factoid about the uh, Italian Job? It, it, you, I just please, know. Please tell me. I know it because one of my, that's the one Ed Norton's in, right? Uh-huh. Okay. You know, Ed Norton had a contract with, I, th- I think it was Universal F- Films to make a certain number of movies, but he really got into a bad relationship with them where they really didn't like each other. Really? And a, and many, 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 many of Ed Norton's scenes were filmed with him just saying his dialogue without the actors being there. If you ever really? watch that movie, you'll see a lot of shots where Ed Norton is talking. You know, and he's talking to other actors, but the actors are not in frame. And then, you know, they'll, they'll flip the camera around and you can see the other actors and stuff because he was just he was just punching his his, his contractual requirements to get out of it. And that was one of the movies where Do you he was know, just totally. Now that out. you say it, I completely get it. But yeah. I never would have thought about I would just assumed it was the way they filmed it. Very yeah. interesting. So who else, what else about Jason Statham? Who else is in this movie? You're so better at that than I am when it comes oh, to these. Oh, let's see. Well, we also have, meow, um, the lovely Josh Hartnett. Yes. Um, I, he's, he's been in stuff, uh, but the stuff that really stands out to me is Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched that series and Dark and Twisty is your thing, drop what you're doing and go watch Penny Dreadful. Uh, it is canceled too soon. I think canceled way too soon. Yeah. Uh, loved it. He was also the lead character in 30 days of night. Oh yeah. Uh, that was really good. I, the book, I read the book and loved the book and then saw the movie and loved the movie. Uh, the only thing that bothers me in this one is that he plays, uh, kind of an insecure, cocky wuss. Which really right. disappointed me because he's better. Well, I'm not. He's better than that. I mean, if, if he if he made me not like him, I guess that means he acted right. well. Um, right. But yeah, he's, he's sort of your your talks a big game character, but when the rubber meets the road, yeah. he's he's not there. So um, Scott Eastwood has a minor mm-hmm. role in this movie. Man, Meow. he looks like his dad. He looks Meow. like his dad. Um, and then we also have Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice. Do we do we remember Burn Notice? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a bad show, but it was I was probably ten years old by now at least, where he plays a CIA agent who was fired essentially. Anyway, 
um, and Andy Garcia. So there's, some- <laughs> there's somebody you're missing. I can't oh. believe you're not saying this. <laughs> well, Ryan Reynolds wasn't in it. No, but someone from a Ryan Reynolds movie was in it for about two scenes. What? What walk, am I missing? Walk away, Peter. Walk away. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> Peter was in this movie. I forgot. You're right. <laughs> and he popped up on the screen and I just started howling laughing because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't wait to record this podcast to tell Janet. <gasps> Do you know why I didn't catch that? Because I saw Wrath of Man like the weekend it was released. Okay, fair enough. All and right. I, didn't do, I didn't do my write-up till today. And okay. when I was in the theater and I saw him, I was literally the only one that burst out laughing when I saw him. <laughs> and that's a, bit, that's a bit of my fault because I recently saw the movie. I could not yes. get to this movie for uh, many, many weeks. <laughs> And I finally got to see it. So that's why we're reviewing it a little bit late as far as when it came out. So you are right. Peter. Yes, Peter is in this movie. Now he's only in it. I think he's got maybe four lines of dialogue, uh, yes. which is close to what Jathan Statham has, which I'll mention that in a minute. But um, so, uh, so Holt, Holt yeah. uh, what's that guy's name? Holt McKaylee, the bullet, the guy that played bullet. One of the actors that's in it is if you ever watched the, uh, was it Mindhunter on Netflix where they talked about yes. the, he, yes, this yeah. is what happens when you do your write up like weeks after you've seen the movie, you forget. Yeah. People. Sorry. That's <laughs> my, my fault. fault. Yeah. Uh, but he was, uh, the, uh, he was wonderful as, as the, um, the older uh, member of the, the, mm-hmm. the pair in Mindhunter that, and Mindhunter is a show now it's not for the squeamish folks, but it's a yeah. show on Netflix. I know we talk about Netflix movies that disappoint us, but <laughs> this, one uh, ne- ne- this one did not. And this was a, this was a series about the formation of the behavioral science team that catches serial killers in the FBI mm-hmm. and it's sort of in its infancy and how, and then he was one of the two original people that did it. And he's, he's great. Yes. He's great in that show. And he's pretty good in this movie too. So, yeah. um, um, so another, another good one there. So mm-hmm. a freebie, if you will, right? if you like the dark and twisty. Um, exactly. Yeah. So what's our setup here? Is that. Uh, okay. So uh, it starts with, and, and Jason Statham, his character's name is H in the movies. So we'll call him H. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, but it, it kind of, it kicks off with him in a job interview. And he's interviewing to drive an armored truck. And they see on paper he seems to be overqualified, but he goes through the testing and he barely passes the test, right? Right. But he barely gets hired. Right. Yeah. But they hire him. And then it we proceed to delve into his character and his life to understand why he wanted the job. Right. And what his motivation is. And he's inter- he, and he's interviewing for the job because they have some openings, unfortunately. Uh huh. Because at the beginning of the movie, the very first thing you see is an armored car robbery, mm-hmm. um, and an armored car robbery that kind of goes, I guess, goes wrong or it doesn't go mm-hmm. exactly as the as the the people that are per- perpetrating the heist hope it would go. And so, uh, a couple of the guards are killed. So there's openings in the job position, and that's how Jason Statham fills one of those openings. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you want to see this movie, I, I, I I'm going to, Janet knows this cause we always do it. I, we're, I'm going to be real careful about some of the stuff we're going to say, because 
some stuff isn't revealed until kind of mid movie. And yeah. I don't, and I think some of it's in the trailer, but I can't remember what they reveal in the trailer mm-hmm. as to why he's there. Because the movie, one of the things that's, uh, that's you may like, but you might find frustrating, but I wonder if it's a guy Richie thing. I'm trying to think about his other movies. The movie is sort of told out of sequence. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cause I, you, yeah, you, you, well, it, you almost don't know it's out of sequence and at certain yeah. points. Um, but it, but it, it go, it, it bounces a little between H working for the armored truck company and then right. H and his personal life. Um, and then you slowly begin to see the two worlds, if you will, kind right. of come, come together. Right. And reason and reasons are divulged mm-hmm. as to, as to why he's there. What's his, what's his motivation? Um, yeah. you know, obviously he's not just an armored security guard, uh, with a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so, uh, I, I certainly hope that armor trucks aren't robbed at the rate that, that these great. are in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> and I hope that if anything that belongs to me is part of it, that it's well insured. Uh, right. Anyway. Okay. So, all right. Go ahead. Okay. So one thing I, it's, it's like I missed it after the fact, mm-hmm. but I'm so used to him just kicking everybody's ass in uh-huh. almost every movie he's in like hand-to-hand combat or, right. you know, grabbing a random weapon and using it to kill somebody. I, there was very little of that in this movie. It, it, he, I mean, right. there was violence clearly, but it wasn't, it's not going to be the Jason Statham that you're used to. Who's has surrounded by eight guys and says, all right, who's first. And he takes right. them all out in a period of like three minutes or something. I think that I, I think though that's done on purpose. I think that's explained in the story as to who he is, mm-hmm. because in the Jason Statham, as you said, surrounded by eight guys and you know who's first kind of thing, it's always you know he's always introduced as you know ex soldier, ex Green Beret, ex French whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, master of all things combat, you know, <laughs> and then he you know and then he proceeds to show you why he's master of all things combat. And, and I'm not going to say what, what his character is, but his character is not, it doesn't appear to be that he's an ex highly trained operative of any sort of world agency at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can sort of explain away as to why it doesn't have a lot of Kung Fu action, at least a Jason Statham beat him up kind of action. So if you're, if you're watching the movie, hoping to see, you know, a lot of leg sweeps <laughs> and a lot of people but flipping bodies over other people. It's there, there, there is not. Now there is a lot of gunplay. There's a lot yes. of gunplay action. And there's it's a, violent. It, it it's is violent and there's violent. car chases and, and, you know, and it's got, it checks a lot of those action boxes. Yeah. But when it comes to sort of typical Jathan Statham, I would say quick cut um, action scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a whole lot of that. Um, not a whole lot of that. But uh, he does, he, but he does bring it in, in oh, yes. almost in the yes. same, uh, he brings it as well, in my opinion, without all of that, right. because of his focus and mm-hmm. his calm in the midst of chaos right. situations right. and right. the fact that he is very driven and knows why he's doing what he's doing 
and he's no nonsense. Right. You know, you have to appreciate that. Yeah. And so in this, this movie also has an element. It's sort of like a pseudo heist movie. Uh, if anyone out there has ever seen the movie heat, it sort of felt like a low rent heat to me, um, which was with, uh, that? that's, Al, that's Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. That's, that's a while. No, ago. I haven't seen that. And uh, it's, it sort of feels like that a little bit with, with sort of a criminal angle to it, but, um, uh, but it's, it's not as good as heat, but it's, um, but it has that sort of an angle. Um, so, I mean, what did you think? Did you think it did what it needed to do in an effective I, manner? I think it totally did. And yeah. I, I also like the fact that it was about him, but it mm-hmm. wasn't only him. Right. You know, I, I feel like, it, and it's not even that there were a lot of other subplots going on. It mm-hmm. was just, I, I felt like they brought in the cast of characters very effectively. Right. It, you know, because in our, in our final kind of, you know, end of the movie where there's a word that I'm trying to think of, like the climax resolution, of the movie, resolution. resolution, climax of the movie, right. you know, it, it was him, but there were a lot of other people doing a lot of other stuff and it worked right. really well. Yeah. So. Um, there was one complaint I have is I didn't fully understand. Um. Andy Garcia um, and his connection with Jason Satham's character. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a spoiler to say this other than I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong here. I think that Andy Garcia, cause he was an FBI agent. He was just, he knew who Jason Satham was and he was just, he knew why he knew what his greater purpose was. And he was just going to what step back and just let him do what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Th- thinking that it's also going to serve his purpose in the end. I mean, is I, that what, is that where we're at? That's what I, that's how I took okay. it. That, okay. you know, he clearly knew that he was acting above the law in yeah. a lot of different <laughs> situations. Yeah. But he also knew that this was the best way to get the job done. Yeah. And uh, one thing about the movie you might want to be prepared for, I, I don't know, people that watch action movies, they, they might not be, uh, taken aback by this, but the movie really starts out as sort of like your traditional action movie. Uh, I mean, it checks a lot of the boxes of any action movie that you've seen before, but then about, about 25 minutes in when they start doing this time jump thing where they're, mm-hmm. where they're going back three weeks or they're going back up three months or, or whatever. Um, man, the movie gets dark for about 25 minutes when, yeah, we see other elements of the criminal underworld mm-hmm. and, and what they're involved in. Uh, I mean, it really, it really switched from sort of like almost like, you know, a fast and the furious Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> gunplay action movie to something not as bad as a uh, nine millimeter or is it eight millimeter that what was the, what was the, the, the Nicholas Cage <laughs> one that you liked and I didn't like, what was it? Which one was it? Millimeters were there? I was something eight, eight, millimeter. eight, eight millimeter. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> It, it wasn't as it wasn't as dark as that, but it sort of had. Well, I felt like, oh man, this is kind of getting, ugh. Um, so uh, be prepared for that. I mean, and then and then it sort of once you get done with the time jump, you get kind of back to your now back with our regular programming, you know, yeah, back yeah. with our with our gunplay and with our uh, running around and our heist movie and all that stuff that they're trying to do. So be prepared yeah. for that. Maybe I I would like to know. And I tried to find this on the internet. I want yeah. you to know in my, in my preparation for this show, I, I Googled it for about 20 minutes. 
And it, man, I almost want to go back and watch the movie just to do it. And I wish I kind of would, but I didn't have the time. I want to know how many words Jason Statham said in this movie. Because I am telling you, it is less than 200. I would agree. I, he, again, no nonsense. Why say it if it doesn't need to be said? I swear in the, in the first 30 minutes of the movie, I swear he said less than 20 words. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, yeah. Okay. But, but then. Why are you asking? Let me buy, let me buy you a beer. (laughs) I mean, it was. Yeah. It's crazy. But on the, but on the flip side of that. If he had said more, it wouldn't yeah. have hurt, right? It's it's weird because really it, it, it kind of it served the story. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of served the story as him, you know, being a man that has a particular set of skills. Uh-huh. But but it but it, it did serve it did really serve to sort of shroud the real purpose of why he's there for it for and it to, and it probably uh, extended that mystery longer into the movie, which I think helped mm-hmm. it. So I agree and. And I think being the kind of person who has to expound on everything topic that comes into my path, mm-hmm. um, and I can overtalk any situation and give you way <laughs> too much information and ramble, you know, people who are succinct and concise have right. my respect. <laughs> and he and he was you know, he, <laughs> he was he was that guy. It was like, yeah. why am I going to waste my time talking to you? It's not going to benefit me. It's not going to benefit you. I have a purpose. I'm going right. to move on. And for the oh, type wait. of, and for the type of movie this is, it, mm-hmm. it serves the plot. And, mm-hmm. and it, and it really, uh, again, going back to the theme that keep, we keep harping on. I mean, it, 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 it makes you have a uh, more visual storytelling, which we yes. both like, which yes. we both like, you know? So, and, and it is, I, I think, I think the visual storytelling is really strong right. for, considering that it's a shoot everybody action movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I enjoy, I, I'll tell I, you one thing. I'll tell you one thing that did make me rewind it. And if anybody watches this, you look at it too, but okay. There is, um, there's a group that is, that is preparing a heist and that group has a ringleader. All right. Mm-hmm. And he is married and he has a wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see his wife. There is a person that gives Jason Statham insider information. Mm-hmm. I thought those two people were the same actress. I thought that was the same character because they look so much alike. I had to rewind and I'm like, because when I saw ringleader's wife, because he hugged her, you know, and, and he had a little birthday mm-hmm. party scene where he's with it, you know, I guess humanizing the the people a little bit that are performing yeah, the heist. Guys. When I saw her, I was like, well, well, wait, wait, that's, <laughs> that's the woman that gave him the information. But then I had to rewind and they look, they could be sisters, but the one that actually gave Jason Statham, you know, there's always that scene in an action movie where it said, here's the information you wanted. And they send him a, give him a nondescript manila folder that has, exactly. you know, all the information in it that he needs to do whatever he needs to do but they could be sisters. Uh, that was confusing to me. Cause I thought, Oh man, there's some connection between da, 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 da. And then there wasn't. So I, was okay. a little disappointed I, in I that. didn't <laughs> even notice that, but that does bring me to when we talk about the next movie, we're going to talk about, don't let me forget this because okay. I have a question for you similar to that. So, all right, we'll do. All right. So um, I, I would say this, the movie, I feel like it had a couple of slow spots, maybe, uh-huh. But it re- it kept my attention, yeah, and it, it kept did. moving, and 
for the most part, I think it moved really well. And yeah, it tries to have a little moment at the end where they sort of reveal something, but yeah, if you've, if you've watched half the amount of movies that Janet and I have, (laughs) it's, you're not going to be surprised by that. Oh, really? That's what's going on. No, is that what happened? No, you're, you're going to know. So, all right. Well, so, uh, what do you think? Call it? I think, uh, yeah, I think we're ready to call it. All right. Yeah. You want to ask? Go ahead. All right. Sean, Wrath of Man 2021 in the theaters. Should I watch that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a more than serviceable Jason Statham action movie. I, I it's, I, you know, I don't want to say it's, it's hyper unique or anything like that, but uh, it's certainly held my interest for the whole time. And Hey, if you watch it, which I'm recommending that you do uh, get a little clicker for me, if you would, and should I watch that <laughs> two on Gmail and email me, Sean, this is how many words Jason Statham had in the entire movie. Um, I'm betting I'm put, I'm setting the over under at 200 and I'm taking the under. So. <laughs> wow. Well, now you make me want to go see it again, just so I can count. Just, just, you can click. laugh again at Peter. So. There you go. See, so yeah, yeah. you should watch that. It's, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's not going to blow your socks off, but it's fun. If you like gunplay, if you like those types of movies, sure. Give it a watch. Good stuff. So Janet, mm-hmm. Jason Statham mm-hmm. and Peter from Deadpool two <laughs> <laughs> with 10 words of dialogue, uh, wrath of man. Should I watch that? You should totally go watch that. I, I mean, Yay. Guy Ritchie does what Guy Ritchie does and he does it very well. And Jason Statham does his thing. And, uh, you know, if you if you enjoy a good action movie, this is right there at the top of something that's going to deliver. So, yay. Yeah. So, two yeses. Two pretty two good yeses. yeses All right. Wow, I love it when we have two yeses. I know. Starting the day off right. All righty. Movie All number right. two. Number Brand two. new this week. Exciting, exciting, exciting. What's movie good number stuff. two? Number two is The Conjuring, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, no, it's a, it's a colon it's a, movie. It's a, it's a gastrointestinal movie. Um, 2021 in theaters. Uh, and clearly not the first Conjuring movie. Um, it's, ha! Nah. Ha! Ha! I, I scoff with my laughing, the first Conjuring movie. Scoffer. Um, so it's the third with The Conjuring in the title. But there's also Annabelle, uh, the nun. So it's, it's a franchise. The Conjuring 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 2. Annabelle come home. Uh The nun. Annabelle at loose in a toy store. (laughs) I don't know. Annabelle, your mama should have named you something different. Uh, And there's even one called the legend of Laura something or other. What is that? Oh, the um, the curse of the curse of the Arona. Yeah. I, I think this, I saw that. This Did guy I? directed that movie too. Okay. By the way. And well, I think and that's I, that's yeah. loosely connected. Loosely, loosely. connected. Because I think they only loosely. mention one character from that movie. So okay. anyway, go ahead. So uh, I made some notes. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to give mm-hmm. some background before maybe we talk about actors and stuff. Fire away. But let me. Uh, so the movie, the concept of the movie uh, that a young man was cursed or possessed and murdered someone and then was put on trial and essentially said the devil made me do, I was possessed or it was demons or whatever. 
but it's based on a true story, uh, as are the other Conjuring stories. Uh, but it's a couple named Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were pre- paranormal investigators back in the you know, 40s. Uh, I'm sorry, like the 50s, 60s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist. Not really, I would need to research that a little bit more. Um, and Lorraine was a self-professed, a self-professed clairvoyant, and she was a light trance medium. Uh-huh. And for, for those of you, like myself, who are perhaps intrigued by the mediumship, as it were, um, it's the practice of mediating communication between the spirits of the dead and the living. And being a light trance medium, um, they define trance as basically a state of semi-consciousness where the person's not self-aware, but they're not completely unaware. So they can be responsive to outside stimuli, but they're also connected with the spirit world at the same time. Um, So she's one of these who can experience things, touch things, sense things, and somewhat be transported to the feelings or the actions or the situation mm-hmm. um, of the spirits. And this couple in 1952 founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, um, and it's the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. And they claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases during their career. Um, also among the first investigators with Amityville. Um, yeah, that's what I knew them associated with that. But I, you know, I, I also read a lot of people believe them. A lot of people said they were full of shit. Um, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, which is, you know, you probably hear the same thing today, but yeah. I, I do find it interesting because they did show this time. They did show a lot of footage actually of the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Um, and of the exorcism. Uh, that starts that kicks off the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there was an audio recording at the end of the movie, at the end of the credits yes. it was creepy. creepy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so you're looking at a situation that is based on real life, uh, based on people who claimed and yeah, perhaps had abilities and experiences. Yeah. That's one, one thing I can't speak to. I don't know if you can, I can't speak to how much sort of, you know, theatrical license they take as far as these people goes in terms of their, you know, actual battles that they have, you know, as they hunt down people and talk to people. And I'm sure it's a lot of it's, um, uh, dramatized for, you know, Hollywood effect and stuff like that. But yeah, they are, they are based on real people and they've been played, uh, by the same two actors for uh-huh. all this movie, uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga. Um, so Vera Farmiga was in uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. She uh, was, in that. Oh yeah, she was also in uh, the Bates Motel. I believe she, she plays, was Norma Bates in the series. Mom, uh-huh. Mama Bates, right? Uh-huh. So um, it, it, the other, uh, going to bring it back around a little bit. She was also in a really great uh, police procedural kind of, well, drama, I guess, if you will, called Touching Evil with Jeffrey mm-hmm. Donovan, who was also in Wrath of Man. Um, but another great role she had was in The Departed. Oh, and yeah. I, and I, I actually wrote in The Departed with everybody else who's famous. Um, like there are too many people to even name. Um, Up in the Air was another really good one. She and George Clooney mm-hmm. did that movie together. Uh, you, you, you would know her. If you saw her face, you would recognize her immediately. 
Um, yeah. And the, the costuming. Oh, my goodness. Her hair and those clothes. I mean, I know it was accurate, but yeah, heaven help us. Anyway. She likes she likes the high neck stuff. <laughs> I like uh, uh, the Patrick Wilson who plays her husband. Yes. I, I, I really like him. I wish he would. Uh, he's been into, been into stuff that's just on the cusp of being really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I wish, I wish, I mean, like he was the, if you never saw, if you ever saw Aquaman, he was the weak spot in Aquaman. Oh, if God. you ask me, King Orm, um, King Orm, uh, Ocean ooh. Master. Call me Ocean Master. I mean, he was the weak spot in that. But he actually was in a movie. I'm trying to, uh, I think it was called Hard Candy. Yes. Uh, 2005. He was in a movie Hard Candy with uh, uh, Ellen Page. And I've um, never seen that. Woo, daddy. Um, It's a. Should I? (laughs) uh, He is, um, he's a pedophile. Okay. Dark and twisty. Yes, dark and twisty, but he's a pedophile that gets lured in by Ellen Page, who is an underage child, <gasps> and he gets lured in, and sh- she does some stuff to make him pay for being a pedophile. Well, and it is, it is, it is, it is, and it's basically them two in the entire movie, and it's a real back and forth between those two, really, as far as what they do to each other. Um, it's. Some parts of it might make people a little squeamish, but it was, uh, it was something it, it was, I thought it was, a. it was one of those movies that surprised me. I needed to add that to my list for movies that surprised us part two. Interesting. Um, but I just wish, I kind of wish he would try to find stuff beyond cause he was in the insidious movies. I mean, it's like, okay, let's, yeah. let's, let's find a different track besides that. But he was in, um, I don't know how well it was received, but he was in the Watchmen movie. Uh, that was based on the graphic oh, novel. Yeah. And he actually played the sort of the Batman surrogate. It's a character called night owl who was, <laughs> but he was, uh, he was three o'clock in the morning. He plays <laughs> video games. He just can't seem to go to sleep, but then he's pretty much yeah. good by seven. <laughs> well, he was, he was, he was the rich guy that, you know, that, that wore the suit and had all the gadgets. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what, so he was the sort of the Batman analog uh, in that movie. And I thought he was, pretty, pretty good in that movie. Uh, although the movie was, yeah, it wasn't a great representation of the comic book, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, so with the, the insidious, I I have to say it, if you like a good horror movie, mm -hmm. uh, the first insidious, I I don't think I watched the others because I was creeped out, but the first insidious, it, it was good because I, I typically do the whole, I squint my eyes down because I know something's coming and I peek right. through barely because I'm like, it's going to happen. I remember where I was when I watched Insidious and it was in it, like broad daylight. I watched it. And I, it, one of the scariest things is when you're looking, you're looking ahead uh-huh. and there's nothing bad there and you turn uh-huh. and when you look back, it's there, Right. Right. Because you don't see, you don't know it's coming. There's no music to build up to it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And that happened in this movie. And I s- screamed. I, I mean, a loud, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. scared the crap out of me. And I'm anyway. going to, I'm going to, ha- but uh, also in this movie, because I got to have a shout out because I love this guy. John Noble is in yes. this movie. Um, love this John, guy. 
uh, if you never watched Fringe, the TV show, he was fantastic in that show. And uh, he, he, but he also, a lot of people probably know him from Lord of the Rings. He was in that movie. Bring me wood and oil. Um, <laughs> he's got, he's got one of those voices. And if anybody out there plays video games, I'm a video game guy. Um, he does the voice of the scarecrow in the, the Batman trilogy of games that they made, uh, Batman, the Arkham Knight and uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. And just spot on as the voice of the scarecrow creepy really? in, in that video game. Oh yeah. He oh. is fantastic in that in, as, as voiceover work. So, but he's in there and he's, it's, it's more than a bit part. He's in there for yeah. several scenes. Uh, he plays a priest or a former mm-hmm. priest, former priest. Uh, um, well, and it fringe. He, I, that was like the, the X files of its time. Almost yeah, it in was. my opinion. It was. And Anna Torv, uh, who is also, in Mindhunters that we had yes. talked about recently. Yes. Um, and Pacey uh, is in it. And I love Fringe. If, if you like sci-fi and some weird stuff, here's another freebie for you. Yeah. Fringe. It premiered in, I'm going to say 2008. Oh, yeah. That's a while ago. It was yeah. while. I, think it was, I think it lasted five seasons. It might have been mm-hmm. exactly 100 episodes. I'm not sure. It's but really you, you eventually you eventually get Leonard Nimoy floating in that show. Mm-hmm. Um the guy from Dawson's Creek is in Pacey. It, Pacey. Okay, there, yes. that's him. Okay, uh-huh. but but John Noble, uh, he is his dad, right? Isn't that correct? Yes. Did I get that and, right? Yeah, okay. Fringe is his dad. Yeah. And he and he is he's sort of like the science. He's the guy in the lab guy, but he he has great moments of seriousness, great moments of comedy, really, in that uh-huh. show because he talks about you know what we really need is some LSD and you know and we'll really <laughs> right. get our answer. And it's uh, but anyway, uh, but anyway, so. Here we go um, with the movie. My kids asked me, they asked me, so what, what are you reviewing for the podcast next, Dad? And I was like, oh, this is what I'm reviewing. And, uh, and they're like, The Conjuring, The Conjuring. And then uh, my son said, oh, I saw the first one of those movies. Um, I think I laughed when I was watching it. And I thought I thought that was a little bit of 16-year-old bravado, if you ask me. But, yes. he, goes, but he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. They made another one of those movies? And I'm like, they made another one of those movies. I was like, dude, this is like the ninth one. Right. And he's like, what, why in the world have they made nine of these movies? And I said, I'll explain it to you, son. (laughs) (laughs) And I opened up my little Wikipedia page and I said, uh, the conjuring, it cost $22 million to make and it made $420 million. <laughs> it's like Annabelle cost $44 million to make and it made $380 million. And these numbers, it, it goes down the line. All these movies cost less than $50 million to make. They release them on Halloween, usually when it's not pandemic crazy time. Uh-huh. And these movies just, you know, rake in the bucks because they are, they are formulaic. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole lot of flashing lights. There's a whole lot of, I think you just said it. There's a whole lot of quiet, 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 bang, bang. stairs. Um, this, and and so they, they've been, you know, this is a Play-Doh fun factory of horror movies. I mean, they just, (laughs) they churn them out, but you know, and, but we've asked this question before, you know, we've seen this before are you going to do anything different or at the very least, are you going to entertain me with sort of this story that we've seen through nine movies now? Um, uh-huh. You know, and man, I, I don't think I've ever had a movie where I kind of wanted to not like it. 
yeah. But then, but then in the end, I was like, uh, I got to admit, I it mean, was- they did what they wanted to do and, and it held my interest. So, so yeah, I mean, well, and yeah, dollar signs, honestly, that's why they right. keep making them, but they wouldn't be making the money if people didn't love paranormal, scary, demonic possession kind of stuff. And they like, right, right out of the gate. Oh, from the jump, man. Literally you were in the middle of an exorcism of this little kid who I I don't, I can't judge children's ages. What is he like? 10? Maybe. I don't know. I'm really definitely, definitely not a teenager. Not a teenager, not a baby, um, somewhere in between. Um, but, and, and see this, this is what always creeps me out. I mean, I love the exercise. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I was getting ready to ask you the question. How'd you feel about that body twisty stuff, Janet? Oh my God. (laughs) Creeps me out. But, but I love it. I know. And, and I'm sorry. If I ever saw any human being do those things, Right. Not on a stage for like a Cirque du Soleil performance. Right. Do you think I'd still be standing there? No, <laughs> no, no. Janet would run. Janet right. would run away from the twist. Call person. me when all this is over. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a pound cake from the grocery store. <laughs> some paper plates. Some maybe napkins, some, maybe some herbal tea. Some Clorox. Okay? Right. And we'll take care uh, of business. I'll help you give everything a good wipe down, okay? Because <laughs> you probably need a wipe down. But don't ask me to mm-hmm. participate. Um, interestingly, though, I you know, a little throw a little trivia early on. Uh, it wasn't that the boy, the, the actor who did that. It mm-hmm. was not CGI either. <gasps> it was an Get actress. Out of here. I'm see. It was an actress. She's a contortionist, and she did all that. They just CGI'd hey. his face. Hats off to practical effects. I love mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. hats off to them. I'm glad they mm-hmm. did that. No wonder yeah. it looks so real. <laughs> oh my God. The, anybody. Ugh. Right. Anyway. Or when people walk, like crawl on the walls oh, yeah. or the ceiling and like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Don't want any part of that. Anyway. Yeah. The, the, the missing scene that they all, that they showed in the, what the exorcist with the, the version you've never saw or something mm-hmm. with her walking backwards down the stairs. I hated that. Did you ever Ugh. see that scene? No, but I'm creeped out. Just I can't. I can't. That's The Exorcist is one of those uh, movies that you know because I I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I'm revealing this to Janet for the first time. (laughs) She she postulated an idea of me of hey, why don't we do top five or top ten demonic possession movies? And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I think I'm going to give you a hard pass on that one (laughs) because I don't think I want to go there. So I don't, you know, because The Exorcist. Which is sort of the, I mean, I do you say gold standard when it comes to, I mean, it's sort of like the one that everybody always talks about. I mean, I think my mother read the book and I think someone, while she was pregnant, and I think somebody gave her a warning, you should not read that book while you're pregnant. Because see what it did to you? No. Oh, um, it wasn't with me, it was with my sister. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm off the hook. Um, I, I, would, I would say in my professional opinion, um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I haven't seen would it. have to be the top one of the top, at least top two. We've talked about this before, though. This is I not know. my it's not my genre, and so I don't really seek them out. I don't. I so 
I mean, I'm, it's probably good as those movies go, but I mean, I'm trying, I was trying to think, are there five demonic possession movies that I've really seen? And I kind of Googled it and I was like, you know, I don't think I just want to do this. I don't think I want to do this. Cause I, I can't really say that. Ooh, yeah. I really love that movie where that girl got blah, 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 and spit pea soup on people. I mean, <laughs> I, I just don't think I can go there, but I mean, but I, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked it. Well, so. so, and this, this was a little interesting take on it. And Again, like based on a true story, but the mm-hmm. trial itself was actually based on the 1981 trial of Arnie Johnson right. um, for the murder. And f- what I thought was very cool, because a little bit of a spoiler. I, well, no, if you know he's on trial, then you know something happened to him. So not so much right. of a spoiler. Well, I mean, but, it's in the trailer, too. So Okay. Well, so I mean, the kids are all contorted and twisted and, blah, and freaking out and stuff. And... Arnie, his character, the te- this teenage or this young man, I guess. Young right. man. I think he's 20s, low 20s. Okay. A, a child, if you will. Right. Um, it-, it grabs the boy and he's like, whatever's in there, take me. Right. And I was like, damn. Okay. That's nice. That was a kind gift. Well, and wouldn't you know, it does. Right. And hence, we have a murder. Um, so I, I don't know that I've ever seen that to be honest. Yeah. And, and there's a, and the story structure of this movie, uh, it is, I think I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of all these movies. I don't think I've seen, I know I haven't seen the nun. Um, I think I've seen all the Annabelle movies once. I know I saw conjuring one and two, maybe once Mm -hmm. again, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge, but I think the story structure of this movie is different from the other ones because it's not it, because it's, it, it's sort of like a whodunit. It reminded me of a, of an X-Files in a supernatural episode mm-hmm. more than a con, more than a conjuring movie really. Well, and I know they, I read something today that actually talked about that because the other ones, it, it's always kind of, it's always sort of the house or right. the doll, right? Or the, yeah. It's the thing, you it's know, the thing, it's the place, you know, right. it's the painting or whatever it is. Right. Um, in this situation, it was, a person right, who was causing the problems uh, because like you think demon, you think possession. So you think that's kind of what you're dealing with, Yeah, but it's not quite that. And, and, and one thing I'll give the movie and, and maybe I missed it. I don't know. I didn't understand the motivation of the big I didn't bad. either. I, and they didn't really explain it. I didn't understand what benefit, what this, if she was, if it was revenge, if it was, a promised gift, yeah, a promised gift by a demon. If it was, I, I, I didn't understand it, um, and that okay. and that that knocked it down a peg or two for me because I'm like, I gotta know why, other than the fact that she's just an evil because psycho she, crazy person. Because she can. I, the, yeah. The only the only motivation I could figure out was that she knew if she did these things, it, it wasn't maybe necessarily specific people. Just if she did these things to people, then she would have power. A reward was going to follow. Of yeah, some like sort. more okay. power, more something. Um, th- that's the only thing I could figure because they either they mm-hmm. didn't know why she did it, but even if they didn't know in real life, they should have said so in the movie. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, 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 to me, it was it was pretty clear when they introduced. John Noble's character, the former priest. Yeah. That it was going to come back around. 
Yeah, that that, that yeah, was, there's 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 a little bit of a oh, you know, a twisty thing towards the end, but it's not really. Uh-huh. I mean, if if you if you think about it, it's not really all that twisty. Um I another a positive for me is again, this is you're talking to a a a non-horror buff, really. Uh-huh. Um but one thing I'll give all of these movies, because I've seen most of them, I'm pretty sure. I mean, again, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't watch them in passing or something. Because I said, I don't really seek out the genre. But if, and you tell me if I'm wrong, because I think you like horror more than I do. Um, I think these movies are a decent, I don't want to say introduction, but if you don't really like horror movies, but you like suspense that has a bit of a horror element, I think these movies are, I don't want to say a good starting point. Maybe, maybe I want to say that, but yeah. I, I've, en- I've enjoyed them. And so I've enjoyed most of these movies as being someone who doesn't seek out horror movies. Uh-huh. And I, and I, and there's some, and there's some YouTubers that I listen to that are just absolute horror fanatics and they watch all manner of horror because it just, you know, it really, this genre runs the gamut of just, you know, I think of movies like Silver Bullet with, what was it, Corey Haim that was in that movie where he, that was based on the Stephen King book where he was paralyzed. Oh, and, yes, you no. know, that's a, that's a werewolf movie. And I think about, okay, well, that's horror, but that's really light horror. And then you go yeah. all the way to the torture porn stuff where it's just nothing but splat spaghetti on a wall kind of stuff. And it, yeah. I or think like, these the, are, like the, I don't know, the hills have eyes or right, Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre, where it's just go. blood and guts. Yeah, right. I think these, I think these movies fit in sort of a, like if if zero is nothing and ten is oh my god, I think these movies fit pretty solidly. I would say between four and six and a half mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to horror yeah. stuff. Well, and you know we've had this conversation. Like it, horror is so wide. Right. You know, there's horror with nothing but blood and guts and violence. There's horror with demons. There's horror supernatural. There's horror with zombies. Mm. You know, you, yeah. And, and I'm with you too. If you, if you're interested. And just about monster movies, you know, just yeah, monster right. movies. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to dip your toes in the pool a little bit yeah. to see how warm the water is, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the first conjuring. You could start out with that, I think. And- yeah probably watch it on some streaming service, whatever. I don't know what, I don't know where it's available, but, yeah. but it, but it, uh, you know, it, it, it is formulaic. I mean, it's when there's no music and somebody is backing up in a hallway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty in a minute, they're going to, they're going to turn <laughs> around and something's going to be there. There, there's a lot of the, Oh, let me open the medicine cabinet that has a mirror <sighs> on it and then let yeah, me close we, it. And then, dang, some, you know, I do. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I hate that. There's, um, so, well, right. and and I we kind of got off track slightly, but mm-hmm. so we have exorcism. The teenager says, "No, take me." Um, it takes him, and clearly he ends up on trial because he kills somebody. Uh, but this was kind of the first. The big kind of catch to this one is that Ed and Lorraine feel that it wasn't him just being a, a psychopath or something, killing somebody. Right. They feel right. like there was something under, under there because of the possession. Um, and they go, they take it to the attorney and they're like, you know, you swear on a Bible and you bring God into the courtroom. Why can't you right. bring the devil? Right. Right. And when the, the lawyer's like, this is ridiculous. Fine. Convince me. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next scene is the lawyer in her face. She's pale and pasty, like, oh, dear God, I've seen so much. I can't even speak. You know? <laughs> I yeah, kind of appreciated that. The, the Patrick, uh, was it the, the, the Patrick Wilson character says, okay, well, come over to our house. And then the next <laughs> thing, yeah, that was a pretty good scene. And she was that like, was not guilty by reason of demonic possession. <laughs> And so that was kind yeah. of a, that was that kind was of a, a, a cute scene in, you know, a movie full of, you know, uh, jump scares and screams and such. Yeah. But. And then Ed and Lorraine proceed basically to help the defense try to prove right. what really happened as, you know, not just, oh, well, there's, you know, it might be this, but bye you know, they stick around and they mm-hmm. work with him and they try to, in the police and they try to understand what happened. And it's got elements of sort of a crime procedural, if you like those kind of TV shows, because, Mm -hmm. you know, they they find connections with other people. You know, it's not just this one guy. It's other stuff that has happened to and Uh and oh, you know, a a, a view to to a larger picture of something that might be going on. So it has sort of a yes, a little bit of a whodunit element to it. Uh But as I said, you know, I, I sat down and, you know, imagine a a nine-year-old kid who's crossing his arms and has his bottom lip stuck out and like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to watch this movie, yeah, like, whatever. you know, and then it was over and I was like, dang it. <laughs> I was going to, I was ready to say some bad stuff. Cause, cause I was like, I know Janet's going to like this. I know, she likes horror. She likes horror. We're, we're finally going to have an episode where she likes a movie and I'm just going to rip it apart. Cause it's just da 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 da. And I was just like, <sighs> Yeah, give, I gotta me, be give, honest. Me a, give me a good exorcism any day. I am right yeah. there with you. So, um, anyway. There, there was one one of the freakiest scenes. I mean, it, when you break into the morgue at night, like, you know shit's going to happen, right? Uh, like, don't don't even act surprised. But there are a couple of really creepy scenes mm-hmm. in the morgue that um, that I did the squinty eye thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to watch it. Um I'm crushing your head. <laughs> Anybody remember that? That's a yes. kids and all. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, I you, I mean, I'd go see Conjuring Four in a minute. Yeah, you know, yeah. give me another good story. I'll go. You see know, it. and and with you, with you mentioned, was you mentioning getting that contortionist to do that thing at the beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, now that I think about it, um, and I appreciate this. I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can't speak to this exactly, but I'm pretty sure most of the stuff that was in there was practical effects. I'm pretty sure there was yeah. a whole lot of computer stuff going on. No, I don't think so. So respect. And Well, it, well, there was one, I, I don't know if uh, clearly they could have done it practically too. Um, but when the boys in the waterbed. Oh uh, yeah. 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 I mean, and yeah. all I could think of was, Oh, the a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, it was one yeah. of the first horror movies I ever saw. Oh yeah, it terrified and, me when I was a kid. I saw oh it way my too young. God, way too young. And you see, it looks like somebody's take taken like a, a huge piece of rubber mm-hmm. and pushed their face through it. Yeah. So you don't see their face; you just see the shape of a face pushing through an object that should not be able to push through, like a wall. Right. Um. So there's some of that, like with a kid in the waterbed, that scared me. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you okay. first. All right. Go the for conjuring it. colon. <laughs> <laughs> the devil made me do it. All right. I'm going to give you a third of a point off for not having a better title. 
Yeah, it, yeah, anyway, exactly. So, uh, 2021, brand new, new entry to The Conjuring. It ain't going to be our last, folks, if I'm a betting man. Um, should I watch that? So should I watch that? Totally go watch it. Yeah. Totally. Unless scary things and exorcisms freak you out and mm-hmm. cause you to lose sleep at night. And then in which case, stay home and watch, I don't know, a Sandra Bullock movie. But if if you like scary, if you liked the original Conjuring movies that led up to this point in our lives, definitely go see it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. All right, Sean. The Conjuring colon. <laughs> the Devil Made Me Do It. 2021 in theaters. Should I watch that? I wanted to say no so bad. I know you did. <laughs> I know yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, if if you've been with it this far, I'm not convincing you that you know to watch this movie. If you've been through the whole uh, journey with them to begin with. It's uh, it's rinse and repeat. It's more of the same, but if it's rinse and repeat and they do it right mm-hmm. and they do it effective, then it's, it's, it's worth a watch. If you are a person that doesn't watch horror movies because you're afraid it's going to be gross or you're afraid now, you know, okay, this has got some demonic elements to it. So, I mean, you know, if that turns you off, you, if you liketh the monster movie, but don't <laughs> like the demonic stuff, then, <laughs> Then maybe maybe stay away from this one, but uh, it, it's formulaic. But it's a as I said, it's a Plato Fun Factory of horror movies. But dang it, they they do it right and they do it well, and it's well made and it's it's a good watch. So yeah, you should watch it. Now we got another situation here, so that's a yes for me. Uh-huh. Now I watched it on HBO Max. You saw it in a theater, correct? Uh-huh. Is is it is it worth dropping the money for the quiet quiet bang of a movie theater, or should if you have it on HBO Max, just watch it at home with the lights off or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I to me, I, there's not a whole lot that isn't better on the big screen. Okay. Um, to me, if I had watched it at home on my television, like at noon, <laughs> at noon. I probably would have started, uh, you know, playing words with friends about halfway through. Oh, yeah, okay. To me, you're, if you see it on the screen, it's it's much better. It enhances I mean, it, the, it would, the quiet, quiet bang. It just the, enhances the, the experience. Yeah. yeah. Now, if, if had I watched it at home, I still would have enjoyed it. But I think I enjoyed right. it more in the theater. Yeah. And so many, so many freebies that we're throwing out. We should be mm-hmm. being paid for this. Um, <laughs> Um, the if you like a good exorcism movie the exorcism of emily rose yeah highly suggest it uh the exorcist is that the one with dexter sister Sister? yes Mm -hmm. okay and laura linney brilliant actress um there's also oh my goodness why am i not i'm blanking there's a tv series uh with John Cho is in it, I think, hmm. for most of it, from Harold and Kumar. Uh, maybe it's like The Exorcist, but it's a television series. Really oh. good. And uh, there's also a CBS series called Evil. Yeah, that's, Really, really that the, good. Luke Cage in it? Yes, with Luke yeah. Cage and 
<laughs> we never give the actor's name. I, it, like, who cares what his name, real name is? It's Luke Cage, and then another a female actress, and I've seen her, but I can't think of her name off the top of my head. But he's a priest, and she's a scientist, so it's a little bit of X Files ish. Oh, okay. But they go in it together to give a more objective opinion of situations. Really good. So just a few to throw out there if you're interested. Did you, um, John Cho was in uh, Sleepy Hollow, that sh- TV show. Did you like that show? Did you watch it? I, I, Fox? I really liked it until. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, until <laughs> they had a character change. And yeah. then I feel like it kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Yeah, it did. It was kind of an um, interesting concept, I think, for the first season and a half. I think it yes. did really well. But yes. Anyway, that's that's Ichabod Crane sucked forward in time to modern day. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen day. that, it was on it was on Fox, and it it started out strong, but it kind of well. And I kept getting distracted with the way he said "lieutenant." Well, I, you know, is I, correct, is yeah, correct exactly. way to looked, say it. I looked it up. Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. Anyway, so but. so darn darn you, Conjuring Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't even know if I could even if I if someone made me rank all the movies. I don't even know if I could. I mean, they're, they're all, all even. Right. Uh, to me, they're all even. There's yeah. none that's, but I mean, anything with dolls is always a little worse because dolls are creepy AF um, yeah. along with clowns. So yes, always. And forever. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, so I can't tell you if this is the best conjuring movie, but it's certainly as good as the others. So definitely, definitely. So and there good, you go. on, good on you. Oh, oh, oh my last question. Was, oh yeah, you want to? Yeah, you yes. were gonna. Okay. Let so, me wait, 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 wait Janet. You, let me remind you about that question that you wanted yes. to ask me, so I can. Get I'm credit so for glad that. you reminded me, and I didn't yes. have to bring it up myself. Okay. <laughs> the, the young girl in the movie, who is, I guess, the girlfriend uh-huh. of Arnie. Okay. Is that also their daughter? Because to me, there was only the one. Yeah, there was only one. Uh-oh. But I she thought was, she, I thought she, she was, was the sister. Yeah, but I thought I thought she was the sister of the boy that was possessed at the beginning of the movie, which is that was the connection between Arnie and the boy, and Arnie grabbing the boy and saying, "Hey, demon, come inside of me," because, because I love your sister. Because because he was he loved. I, I thought that's what it was, and that was his girlfriend. But see, yes. I also thought their daughter was there because she was in uh, some. She was in the hospital, but that was a different actress, I think. Okay. So see, I'm kind of like you. To me, they were the same girl, and I kept getting confused. Oh. So don't put a girl, yeah, two girls who are the same age with the dark hair and the same clothes and expect me to know the difference. So anyway, that was my, that was my question. If they were different people or the same person. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to skim the IMDb page because I think she had a very bit part as, you know, daughter Warren or something, but yeah. Oh, that's young Lorraine and young Ed. Do I care that much? Not so much. Uh, Enough to ask you if maybe you knew, but. Yeah. Arnie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the IMDB page, their characters' names, Debbie and David uh, Glatzel. Yeah, yeah. So she was, she was the sister of the little boy that was possessed at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Gotcha. So that's not, that's not the Warren's daughter. Okay. So. Good. Thank you. Mystery. Solved. Now I can rest easy. So. So what would, do okay. we, do we have another podcast with two yeses or no? We did. This Wrath is two in a row with that's, double yeses. That's crazy. How, how it happened. I'll never know. That's crazy. It's, can we say one's better than the other? They're just two different genre movies. And, oh, nah, I don't do think that. you can't compare. 
Nah, you can't. Apples yeah. and oranges, if you will. Yes. Guns and crucifixes. You just you can't. Yeah, yeah like no. bananas and kumquats. Do? You just what can't. Are you what are you going to do? But there you go, folks. Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It. Colin, sorry, I forgot the colon. <laughs> colon. And, colon. And, and Wrath of Man, two yeses. Mm-hmm. So go forth out and seeth the movies. Go with into the world and seeth the movies. With, with our endorsement. With our blessing, so, as it were. Uh, once again, folks, our email address is should I watch that two one at gmail.com. Uh, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know. We appreciate it. Tell all your friends if you like it and just say you have a wonderful time with these two crazy kids <laughs> and you should, they should have a wonderful time too. Um, if we do it because we have fun, uh, and that's the main reason I hope that comes forth in our recordings. I really do. Uh, this is our fun thing that we get to do in our workaday humdrum lives. So. Ah, humdrum. All but right. Good one. Good, good, one, one. good one. So folks, we're going to wrap this one up and uh, we'll be back at you soon with uh, with another one. And thank you so, so much for listening. Give us a like uh, on any of your podcast platforms that you listen to. Give us a rating if you can do that. We'd appreciate it. Share with your friends and we will talk to you guys later. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Bye-bye. See you later, guys.